0: Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. So we have a short episode for you today. We have the founders of Argo. So Argo is an all-women operated and owned online wine shop and educational platform. The founders are Arden and Margo. They met in college and they kind of started making these like they like to cook. So they started hosting these like pop-up dinners with wine pairings and that escalated into a business. It's a great story. So here's our conversation. Uh, let us know what you think because their product and our services are perfect for the holidays, which are pretty much around the corner. Cheers. Welcome to the Swell Sweet Ladies. Happy to have you.
1: Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know you, please introduce yourselves.
1: Hey, so we are Argo. Um, I'm Margot. I'm one of the co-founders. I'm here with my business partner, Arden. Um, and we're an online wine shop We're female owned and operated, and we focus on small production, family owned and sustainably farmed wines from all over the world.
0: So how, how exactly do you guys, did you guys meet? Like, tell me the story from the beginning.
2: (laughs) How much time do you have? It's been over a decade in the making. (laughs) Um, Margot and I met in college actually. So I'm from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Margot is from Pasadena, California. So we met in Arizona at the University of Arizona um, studying uh, our undergrad. We both studied creative writing. Um, But we bonded over our love for cooking, actually. So it's kind of how our passion for wine started or our interest in the wine world. So in college, you know, being with a bunch of, I mean, you're 18 when you go to college. Yeah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) We didn't come across a lot of, teenagers who liked to cook as much as we did so when we found out that we both had that shared interest it was just like instant well do you want to cook something tonight do you want to have some kind of dinner party and we ended up actually living together in college for I guess it was three years yeah Mm -hmm. um so we just started kind of Hosting dinner parties, like on you know any day of the week, really, and um, had fun exploring wine pairings and just you know really having a good time connecting and bonding o- over that. Um, and that's kind of how the conversation started: of what do we do after college?
0: That's so interesting. We had another guest; uh, she's a restaurateur from New York, and her story was a little similar. It's uh, her and her husband. They used to have uh, these like um, dinner parties, these private dinner parties, but then the health department shut them down because they didn't have a license (laughs) or anything, but they they're straight now they got like real businesses now, but that's how they're,
2: (laughs) it always starts like that. We certainly had a couple of those scares too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how did, um, your, um, wonderful dinner parties like turn into a business and like, how did you know, because all friends aren't great business partners, how Mm. did you figure out that you guys would work well together?
1: Um, I mean, I think it, it really started from, again, that base friendship. Um, And I think having this equal passion for food and entertaining and wine, um, that obviously helped. But we really started, we started throwing these dinner parties in college and we started having these conversations about what could we do after college, what could we start, what could we be a part of, um, how do we get our foot in the door, and having these conversations about just trying to trying to be in the food and wine world, and every opportunity that we could think of um, to try and make that happen. So that, you know, I think started our junior year of college. Um, and then from there, we kind of started to build ideas and write things down, um, we would have business meetings in college and our friends would laugh at us because we'd always have to ask them to pick us up after our business meetings. Yes, because, and of course, they included wine. Because, because we, we we're not drive. selling plastic here. We're selling wine. <laughs> um, so we got a lot of eye rolls <laughs> in college over that,
2: uh, um, but
1: it ended up turning into something. Um, and yeah, then we decided our senior year, I think second semester, that we really wanted to pursue um pursue wine seriously and, and we applied to the International Culinary Center in San Jose and um, we both completed their intensive sommelier training program uh, which was about four months um, and it was nine to f- nine to three I think so it was like high school hours of just intense training and we actually did it at separate times because we felt like we couldn't um, we wouldn't take it seriously or concentrate if we did it together. (laughs) So we did it separately. Um, But it really started straight after college. And then once we both completed the program, um, these dinner parties that we were hosting in college really turned into um, pop-up wine tastings in people's homes. So the whole idea started around the idea of taking the psalm off the floor and bringing them into your home. Um, So how could we make the the knowledge of a wine expert accessible to everybody. Um, And that was for us really just coming into people's homes, sitting down with them in their family room, with their friends, talking through the wines that we brought to taste um, and kind of using it as this hour or however long it was time for them to ask any and every question they've ever wanted to ask when they've sat down for dinner at a restaurant but felt like too insecure or, you know, didn't know what to ask in the, in the moment, um, really using it as that time to kind of educate themselves on wine and really their own palates, trying to understand them a little bit better. Um, and that's really what brought us here today, six Mm -hmm. years later.
0: (laughs) So, um, so is your clientele, like your peers, like everybody who sort of like went to your dinner parties and have been like following your success,
2: yeah, it definitely started out that way. The company grew very organically um, because of just that. You know, we were in front of our clients often, throwing these kind of parties and really formed some great relationships in that sense. But I think you know since honestly the pandemic, we were one of those businesses that were very fortunate because we sell wine online and we ship nationwide. So all of a sudden, you know, drinking at home became a very popular pastime, um, of people across the country. And we launched our best-selling product now, which is our blind tasting kit in March of 2020. Um, and so our business just blew up, you know, so we grew from having really a more so local to California clientele. Katie, um, yeah,
1: <laughs> we forgot to touch on that. Yeah, we actually did. we went from in-home wine tastings to pop-up dinners and collaborations, but for about a year, we were actually caterers to a certain extent. People just asked us to also, if we were going to come and do a wine tasting, could we also cook dinner? Mm -hmm. And at that point in our business, we were saying yes to everything and we love to cook. So I was like, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. So
0: what, what made you go like the, um, this route versus like just open up opening like a wine bar or an actual restaurant since you can cook and you have the psalm training?
2: Yeah. And I don't, I think we, we saw an opportunity and we, I mean, we still do of having, you know, a, a, a wine company, a, a brand that is focused on entertainment, but having it be accessible to people not in our local community, you know? So it's like, it did start, like we said, very organically and in-person events, and we were in front of the, the consumer. And I think that you know throughout the past year and a half we've just seen that there's so much opportunity and a really like unique way to connect with consumers across the entire country and to deliver something that is extremely unique, it's entertaining, it's well packaged, um, they can learn something from it. So we're excited to pursue that. Um, and we think that we've kind of found a niche in the online space in that regard.
0: No, that, that makes perfect sense. So is the name Argo, your names combined? It is. Ah, ah. it's so cute. That's the first thing <laughs> I noticed. I was like, that is wonderful. So tell me more about Argo and all of the, um, the wines that you offer. Do you focus on specific regions or how does that work?
1: Um, yeah, we, we focus on, I mean, it organically turned into, um, a focus kind of on world, old world wines, um, probably about 50% of our book is French, um, but we do carry wines from all over the world. And it's more of that focus on, um, you know, wines that have a sense of place that really tastes like the region and really taste like the region they're coming from and the varietal that's representative of that region. Um, so we focus on definitely sense of place, but again, that sustainability factor is huge for us, um, small production and family owned because that naturally kind of comes with, um, wines that don't have a ton of intervention generally comes from smaller producers that, you know, don't need to manipulate their wine, um, to make up for lack of grape quality or whatever it is. So all of those things kind of fall hand in hand. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you still do your like pop-up tastings? Do you do at-home tastings if somebody requests it?
1: We We do them here and
2: there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we haven't really, it has not been our focus at all. Um, We've actually been doing a ton of virtual wine tastings.
0: That's that's fun. Especially with the blind.
2: Yeah. 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 I think, you know, there's obviously been some fatigue with like the zoom world, but Mm -hmm. um, we have seen some great success in, you know, our our blind tasting kit is a great way to have a Mm -hmm. very interactive, engaging an entertaining virtual event that makes it feel like it's not like you're not missing out you know it's yeah. still a fun experience so we're still booking you know um a handful of those uh, throughout any given month so it's kind of been taking mm-hmm. up most of our time
0: how do you go about like um sort of building your wine collection do you guys travel a lot or you just work with distributors
1: um we do a little bit of both uh before the pandemic obviously we were traveling a little bit more um Feel very lucky that um, I was able to go to France right before the pandemic hit in January of 2020. Yeah, 2020, Um, and solidify a lot of relationships with um, one of our other business partners, Lexi, who handles the distribution, important distribution arm. Um, So we were able to solidify a lot of relationships before the pandemic hit, and then. Obviously, we, lay, we kind of relied on our um, distributors and importers that we work with domestically um, throughout the pandemic. And we still will continue to work with them. They have great books and a uh, similar uh, method and um, the way that they source is similar to the way that we source in terms of our um, direct-to-consumer platform. And you know, I think we would like to go as direct as we can. Um, and find new producers that we'd like to bring to the United States ourselves. But um, we're lucky that a lot of distributors and importers in the United States are um, kind of following the same path that we are in terms of, you know, small production sustainability now. So there's a lot of, you know, great books out there and a lot of people doing some pretty awesome things in the wine world. Cool,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any advice, um, for someone who is trying to getting to specifically the industry that you're in? Um,
2: I think just start, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think in the wine industry specifically, I mean, there's so many different aspects you can get involved in, you know, you can be on the floor of a restaurant, you can work for an importer, you can work retail. Um, And it's a very fun industry, but I think it's, it's really about tapping into and just trying to like explore and and learn what interests you the most. I mean, I'll say that, you know, Margot and I just within the own, our own company, have taken different paths in regards to what we focus on, on a day to day. So here I am, like I'm in the wine industry, but I work mostly on just marketing and sales, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and Margot is pursuing education to become a master of wine because she sources all of our product so it's you know even within a small business like ours there's just we have totally different day to day day to days right Mm -hmm. um I would say just start working start start learning um and just see kind of what fits I don't Mm -hmm. know if you have from the education standpoint
1: yeah I think for for me definitely uh going through some courses like I'm I'm going through the wine and spirits education course. um, And that's the education kind of route that I've taken. You can also go through the court of master sommeliers, um, but the wine and spirits education trust is a little bit more business oriented rather than service oriented. Um, But I think if you don't necessarily know exactly what your path is and you're starting out in the wine industry, maybe with online sales or whatever it is, um, those courses and just educating yourself as much as you can Um, really helped. I think it helps us sell, it helps us in every aspect of the business. But um, personally, I think it helped me figure out where my passion lies within the wine world.
0: Great answers. So last serious question. Um, Last week, we talked to our guests about the champagne and the uh, glass bottle shortage. Do you guys notice? uh, Is that, that affecting you at all?
1: Um, yes, supply chain. Yeah. I mean, supply (laughs) chain in general has been a a huge issue this year, but, um, we were lucky that we placed our champagne order in, um, May, I believe, and it has not landed yet, but it should be here (laughs) in the next, yeah. In the next, uh, few weeks. So we do feel, um, definitely lucky. We kind of, we prepped for this. We were saying delays last year. So we ordered, um, all of our product for the holidays. Uh, Way earlier than it, we would have originally so we should be good on that front, but yeah everybody's experiencing shortages from. You know containers to glass to corks to foil I mean every aspect we just heard our champagne House actually this morning Lexi said our champagne House is having to change the foil. And their labels You're due to find shortage vendors. of paper, so mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy. I,
2: I think that the consumer will see a lot of people pushing rose sales throughout yeah. throughout the holidays um, because rose got here so late. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's not rose season. It's like you can drink rose over Christmas. Why not?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's oh gosh, that's tough. So, um, so what do you guys like have planned for the holidays, any like special packages or anything going on? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah, we have every year we kind of release a new lineup more or less of gift offerings. So we have kind of our staples, like the blind tasting kit. We have a food and wine pairing kit. And then this year we launched a go-to series. So it's gifts by destination. So we have gift sets that, you know, include wines from France, wines from Italy, wines from California. Um, wines from Champagne. So they're kind of fun because they take you to a you know a place, a certain region, and then they have the wines, um, some of our favorites from that, that region. Um, so those are kind of what we're most excited about. And we also have like our experience-based gift sets and some limited edition series. So like women in wine, we have a natural wine kit. Um, so we had a lot of fun this year kind of you know, taking what we learned in the past year and a half and what do people want? Um, what, what were our best sellers? And we have a really good lineup of offerings that, that this year.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to send your link to so many people so they can <laughs> buy me that for Christmas. That's awesome. list.
2: <laughs> <Wishless. laughs> All
0: right. So I just have a few more questions and they're very light and fun just to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Who is the introvert and who is the extrovert?
1: I don't know because we have we have I think very different personalities, but um, I don't. I think I'm an introverted extrovert. Okay, and I think that
2: you're a extroverted introvert, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone's a little bit of both.
1: Yeah,
0: sure, sure, sure.
1: It's funny. I mean, I feel like you know, uh, it's it's funny to see both of us. Maybe we're not going to be the life of the party. And smaller settings, whatever it is, but we're both very comfortable speaking in front of large crowds. So, um, and I think that's something that we had to develop when we started our company, yeah. which was presenting to a group of people, mm-hmm. um, and being interactive and fun and, uh, approachable, but also making it education, educational. Um, so yeah, I think that we're, I guess, both have yeah. introvert qualities think, about us, but yeah,
2: uh, like I think that I'm an extrovert in business, but I'm a little bit of an introvert and in- yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't know. who knows? Every do, day is different.
1: We need to do a
2: <laughs> <test>.
0: <laughs> Who responds to text the fastest?
2: I'm not a good texter. We're both horrible texters. <laughs> we can relate. Unfortunately. On that. I'm like, please email me. Really?
1: Yeah. Really?
2: Interesting. <laughs> because my text, I'm, I'm so used to email because it's so important. Like it's all business, yeah. and all yeah. clients and text. I'm just like, I'll get to it later. Cause I Got think you. it's more personal, personal mm-hmm. does not go over sometimes yeah. with family and friends, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we're both pretty poor. So our, response, our response, our
1: response, both of us would say email.
2: Us. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. Or call me. Just call me. Like, pick up the phone. Okay. I
1: would say if if the question were who's better with phone calls, Uh yes.
0: Okay. I understand. And I am the total opposite. Please don't call me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please don't don't pick up the phone. I'd rather you
0: send me a text unless it's super important. And Yeah. yeah, email. So, yeah, I see those first. Yeah. I think
1: yeah. the issue with text messages is, and this is a business plan for anyone listening is figure out a way so that you can open a text, read it, but then mark it unread So it's still at the top of your messages or like a be, reminder. Then I would be much better at answering text messages. Yeah. You guys
0: must get a lot of text messages. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, our personal cell phone numbers are Oh,
2: we,
0: no.
1: Yeah, we started the business with him. So I still have clients who text oh, me. Oh, no.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> who is more likely to eat a box of jelly beans?
2: No. No. I actually read these questions before, and I was like, "I would say you. You have like weird tendencies jelly beans. Yeah, I hate jelly beans.
1: I don't like jelly beans either. Uh, neither
2: like one sweet, of you have a sweet tooth. I
1: feel like Margot she has a sweet tooth.
2: Yeah, but with chocolate. But I feel oh, like Margot yeah. would like one day be like, mm, "Kind of feel like having jelly beans today." <laughs> it's like random. She doesn't have have a sweet tooth, but then like she'll randomly be like eating cookies. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> it's a good question though.
1: <laughs>
0: okay uh treadmill elliptical or stationary bike stationary
1: Stationary bike bike.
0: really huh
1: all right that's fun you both (laughs) must
0: you must have pelotons
1: yes (laughs) i don't but i love one and i love spin glass yeah gotcha Mm -hmm. all right
0: all right last question if you were hosting a wine tasting for a celebrity who would it be any any kind of celebrity
2: i feel like I would really get along with Adele. Fun. But from like a celebrity, like shock standpoint, I love Rihanna. Oh yeah. Um, I would probably be a little bit intimidated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody would be intimidated by Rihanna. (laughs) But I
2: feel like we could connect. Um, So it sounds like for me, it's like musician wise, but.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking like I would love I think it'd be very fun to do something for like um, Jerry Seinfeld or like yeah Vince Larry and Larry David, mm-hmm, and David yeah. Why don't we get Adele,
2: Rihanna, Larry David, yeah, Vince Vaughn in just a room. Dave we, Chappelle. Like, Dave Chappelle.
0: Oh God.
2: Perfect. <laughs> It sounds like <laughs> I've always
0: wanted to. I've always wanted to drink with Michelle Obama because she's always so poised. Yeah. Like we got to get you some wine, girl, because I want to yeah. hear all the <laughs> dirt.
1: Lighten up. Here you go. <laughs> like Nick, Nick Chappelle probably needs a little wine right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's getting. He's actually getting canceled right now.
2: <laughs> I think that there's a lot of people that we we would enjoy having a glass of wine with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds really fun.
0: Well, ladies, this was so fun. Um, before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you and your website.
2: Okay, well, it's our uh, argo.com so com. Um, and our Instagram handle is underscore argo underscore, and we post on there um, mostly about like travels, recipes. Um, you know the latest wine selections and things like that, so it's fun to follow along. Um, and our email list too kind of goes through our newsletter, and we, we're trying to do more with some recipes and fun food pairing things because we have gotten a lot of customer feedback about that.
0: Awesome! Anything else you want to let everybody know about? I, don't
2: think,
1: I think so. That's
2: no? pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. To go to learn more. <laughs>
0: great well thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and enjoy the rest of your week ladies
1: you too too. bye bye -bye. Bye.
0: once again thank you for joining the swirl suite we hope you enjoyed this episode please like and subscribe follow and leave a comment have a great week (laughs) cheers